1: the legendary one alan brown alan how are you
0: i'm good how are you guys doing
1: today good man thank you so much it's kind of christmas for me i get to talk to you i get to talk to roland I get to talk to Debrino. I, I would have loved to have had uh, james respoli on but uh, health reasons aside we need to get him better but uh, it's really one of those shows that you really hope to end the season with and the year our broadcast year but um, welcome back man it's been a while
2: oh thanks thanks you know uh kind of funny uh, you're you're talking about roland sands i was uh, i just happened to be down at, at his uh workshop probably about just over thanksgiving we had some friends come and visit and uh yeah my friend was like hey i want to go down and check out his shop and we went down there and uh saw a whole lot of really nice stuff and uh, he's got quite a few really cool bikes that you can uh see he lets you walk through the service department that's cool and um, yeah, it's pretty nice, and he's there working hands on. That's not, by
1: the uh, way. Do, is it OSHA compliant? I, <laughs> do you have to wear a hard hat? I don't even know.
2: There was no hard hat. I didn't. Uh, I didn't feel like there was anything dangerous. So okay. Yeah.
1: Well, that's yeah. good. They
2: did have they did have Pastrana's uh, bike there on display out uh, in the showroom, which is kind of cool. The one he did the uh, the evil can jumps, Caesar's
0: on. Palace jumps.
1: Yeah, you're talking about that yeah. Indian, right?
0: the
2: indian what was
1: it? three inches or four inches of travel is that that's all i mean it was minimal compared to what he is normally used to on a dirt bike and you know when he does tricks and jumps and whatnot but yeah uh,
2: it was it was uh i mean it's it's it's
1: pretty cool how about what pastrana and others have done for the good folks of um of uh, Puerto Rico. I thought that was a very generous thing to do for, for Travis and company to get down there and really dig in and help people raising money, by the way. And they raised a lot of it, but, um, that's the type of thing, you know, you, you get surprised by a guy like Travis Pastrana. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's, uh, I, I mean, I've seen a bunch of posts that they put up and it looks like they're really following through on everything they promised to do. And, uh, they raised some money and I think they're down there having a good time and, um, trying to give back a little bit.
1: Let's go to TW, Adam Levine, normally scheduled for this particular part of the program from Maroon 5. We'll go to Tony Wink instead. Tony? <laughs> Thanks, Scott. You're
0: um, Alan, you Alan, uh, you and I are, are good buds, but we haven't spoken in, in a while. Uh, just texting back forth a little bit, but I did see something, some sort of a post, you're, you're, uh, from one of the magazines, and they were talking about, you were sitting there on some bike and you're getting ready to climb some hill, and I had to comment, I think he's scared of climbing hills, but. Um I don't know if you saw that, but I, I got a kick out of it and they probably didn't understand what it was all about. But what is your job? What is your role now? You're you're I know you're doing some testing uh for some of the magazines or A magazine or or something. What are you doing?
2: Yeah, I mean I've um I'm still doing some racing stuff with a Yamaha team in Canada, which is a lot of fun. Um kind of a, a more relaxed laid back schedule. so, uh, so for
0: for time. people that don't know, Alan, you You've managed, you know, most notably to me would be Moto Triple X because that was your team. You ran it for a long time, and you, you were integral in the Tylew team. You uh, ran the Star Yamaha team, and I, I don't know what other ones, but you've, you're have you knee-deep in motocross, and, and so you uh, you really know what you're doing. So I, teams, so when you say you work with a team, what are you doing? Are you, are you managing, or are you, are you helping develop bikes, or what?
2: Um, more, um, mostly technical, technical stuff, engines, um, bike setup, up working in, at the race on race day. Yeah. Um, the management's actually, uh, it's, it's owned by a good friend of mine that I grew up with racing. Um, uh, and, uh, he's, he's got actually a riding school up there. Um, they got a, they got a riding school program with Yamaha and, um, yeah, he's an ex racer also. And, and he's like, I want to have a race team. So he's got a race team and, uh, so, yeah, it's technical stuff. Mostly uh kind of nice. I don't have to worry about the bills and the money coming in and out. I just uh just, you know, try and make get the riders happy and win some races.
1: Tony, that sounds familiar. Uh you're still pretty much ignoring the bills when they come in or are you going ahead and paying them now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, <laughs> funny you should mention that. Eh? Uh, if the that's check little- is still in the mail, he wasn't lying. Has, has the that, court made a ruling yet, or is that no, a, the check's in the mail? That's a funny story. Uh, so, uh, besides the the race team stuff, you're, what are you doing with the magazines?
2: Yeah, m- most recently I, I linked up with uh, with the guys at Dirt Rider magazine uh, a few years ago, and just you know I've, I've been riding. I have tried to give myself more time to go ride dirt bikes because, I mean, that's what I grew up doing. And we all love doing it. I know you like riding, Tony. So, um, And just doing doing some technical stories for them and then doing some uh, on-the-bike stories. And it's, it's quickly grown into really a lot of riding and, and just testing products and giving feedback. And, uh, you know, I think I'm a good, um, you know, I think I'm mean, in a good demographic of guys who just like to ride their dirt bikes. You know, and I, I'll ride motocross, I'll ride enduro, I'll ride anywhere. I just like riding my dirt bike. So,
0: Here, Here's why I um, think you're relevant. A couple of reasons. One, you really know what you're talking about. You're a good rider. But, you, but as far as setup goes, you really know what's going on. You're a good rider. And unfortunately, the motorcycles are so expensive, you're the age bracket that people can afford to buy them. And yeah, yeah you yeah. know what I mean? Like 20 year olds, I don't really care what a, what a hundred pound, 20 year old kid thinks about the new KX450F because he and I aren't the same, we're not going to ride the same way or, or anything. Whereas if you wrote something and, and granted, I, I know you, so that would, I'd put more stock into what you say than somebody else, but you know what I mean? It's like you're, you are, a, you're a seasoned guy. And, and so I think that, I think it has a lot of, a lot of merit for a guy having a guy like you involved with the magazine
2: yeah and i i mean when i do write write any stories or anything i do write you know i I try and write it in a way of hey is this a fun bike to ride um you know did did this product improve my enjoyment you know um or and and something i feel is a real big value nowadays is is can i ride this bike at multiple different places you know whether it's a motocross track whether it's you know, a GNCC type event or, you know, can I go out in the desert, you know, on it? And, um, you know, how versatile is it? You know, what, if I'm going to spend $10,000, I want to know I can ride this thing and enjoy it. No kidding. Yeah. It's it's important.
0: So, um, we, you and I were texting back and forth about that hill that I was scared to go down. Um, (laughs) where was that hill and tell, tell our listeners about it because it was scary. Alan's um, not afraid to ride a motorcycle on the side of a Just he is insane. So
2: we we have got some pretty big hills out here in Southern California, and uh, these uh, this I mean the the area that Tony's talking about in particular is is it
0: legal to talk to ride there?
2: Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I, okay. I think there's a there's a there's a code a code of ethics where you don't maybe disclose the exact location. Um, okay but i mean it's all over social media if people look for it um but it's there's some pretty big hills and steep hills and uh, i know we when we went out there you had no problem climbing them but <laughs> you were like i want to know which way to go down and i'm going to go around the other way
0: um, i'm not exaggerating you guys it'd be like riding down the side of this building if it was if there was five of them stacked on each other and it's like it's it was the stupidest thing I had I had the f- rear brake locked up I had the front brake locked up and I was still gaining speed and dragging and dragging my left foot crying like I'm gonna die I'm I'm dead this is it
2: but there's sand so you can just lean the bike over at any time really if you're you know you could just it's just it's not that bad
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's easy for uh, you to yeah, say I'm getting the impression from Tony that's easy for you to say it's not that so bad. Every, everybody in the studio Alan. If if I'm saying it's scary, nobody here is going to even attend. Yeah, I would even look
1: it. at it. I'd do it. Probably get vertigo. Besides Scott, yeah, yeah, because you okay. know I'm that kind of tough. He's that kind. All right, um, holidays coming up, literally around the corner. What are your plans, Alan?
2: Uh, well, I'm actually going to go visit my mom a little bit for a couple days. Um, we just got finished um, a whole lot of riding. You know, I've been I've ridden probably. I wrote eight of the last ten days my my uh my legs are a little tired, and we're going to have to do a little bit more testing tomorrow and then uh yeah maybe take it easy for you a few days and recover and um and back at it after christmas
1: now see I, I i can't talk to my mother she keeps calling asking me for money for food and I'm just you know i'm just uh Jeez. I've had it up to here I really have <laughs> I said you know come over and move the barbells I'll see what I can do I got some you know Den, den at, well, at the holidays, what yeah. she expects, she knows well, you've got to buy gifts for all those important people in your life. I tease. <laughs> I tease. <laughs> uh, uh, Alan, thank you very much, brother. Give our best to everybody in SoCal, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you in the new year.
2: uh It's great. Thanks for the call, and uh, have a good uh, holidays.
1: There we go. Alan Brown heads to the pits, and uh, you know, it's shows like this that are kind of evolve. Okay. We had a perfectly a great show until people Blake uh, what did we say Rivoli was, was it a, a collarbone or something?
0: I heard he had bronchitis and I heard he had a broken femur. I don't know. okay, femur. I have no that idea sure <clears throat>
1: yeah, so uh, Justin Brayton joined joined us in hour number one, as did uh, Andy Debrino. Uh, we will attempt to get uh, James Rissley booked when he's uh, completely able to do it. Uh, not under medication or doctor's uh, care. I want to thank Alan Brown out of Southern California for joining us as well. Coming up, hour number two, Nick McFadden and Max Gersten. And uh, then we have, uh, uh, Jack, did we add one more guest? And could you open up your mic and help me out of this mire that I've found myself in? Uh, John Leal. John Leal from V-Rubber. Sure. Uh, You know, we're going to be talking about different kinds of compounds and things that uh, if, if there's been any, been any improvements in what's been available out there and uh, we hope you stick around and join us for hour number two it's been an absolutely uh, a joy to bring this program to you each and every year for Tony Wink, Roman Avila, P.J. Duran, Eddie Camp, Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy, Jack and De Leon DeLeon I'm Scott Casper, inviting you to join us for hour number two it's coming up next this is Pit Pass. Giddy-up, 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 let's go, let's look
3: at the show. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, This is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month.